Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I know it's early morning your time, so I'm a couple cups of coffee deep, and I feel like I'm, I got to bring the energy up, man. I know you're probably a little sleepy. How you doing? Yeah, uh, I was literally asleep uh, I guess an hour ago. <clears throat> uh, yeah. A little, yeah, a little over an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still waking up. I'm still on my first cup of coffee. Oh. Um, I had leftover Starbucks coffee from yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Man, dude, this week has been. Yesterday felt like an eternity. Um, yeah. Not that, like in the moment, it felt like an eternity, but like. Just one of those long days. I remember days. going to bed last night and I was like, it's still Tuesday. <laughs> like, I was up at 5. <laughs> Five five thirty yesterday morning to oh, a meeting, no. um, and I was like, "This is this is one long day." I genuinely thought it was the next day, but then I was like, "Well, that's weird." I, oh, that's I have community weird. group the next day, and I didn't do that, so um, it, it definitely not the next day yet. Oh, it was a it weird, must, weird day. Maybe actually, other people felt yeah. it too. Yeah, it was a. I don't know, man. Like this whole week feels like that to me. Um, because, because we're getting ready to go on vacation. We're getting ready to that's go on vacation, and like, dude. There's just so much stuff, you know this, but like when everybody's about to go on vacations, you're like, all right, this is the last full week in the office before everybody's gone and nothing can happen until January, essentially. So yeah, man, it's intense. And then uh, yesterday, Jana had like four clients in a row in the evening. So it was like 10 p.m. when I first started settling down, pretty much like it was, yeah, it was a long day like that. But I got to tell you, we got an upgrade uh, at our house. We, um, you know this, but we re- recently bought a new car. It was time. We had had our, our main car for like, I don't know, nearly 10 years at this point um, and put a ton of miles on it. But we got something that's a little bigger that is more reliable. And I say all that to say the upgrade we got is actually a couch because instead of trading in uh, our older car at the dealer and getting like a couple hundred bucks. I sold it through Facebook Marketplace for a lot more than that and was like, you know what? We've had the couch on the list for a while, but let's just pull the trigger and get a couch. So our old couch is now chilling in my office, which feels very official to me. I could like have, you know, some observers as I work behind me. Um, or naps in the middle of the day. Or naps, or if uh, if there was a you know a therapist who was like, I'm going to use your office. You could do that. You know, there you go. Uh, that never happens. You though. know what you Jana should never do. Does that. Yeah, you should. Not that your doors stay closed uh, during working right. hours because you have right. kids and they just right. free reign. Uh, but you could like prop your door shut, get on YouTube and find like fake Zoom meeting and just play it really loud <laughs> so they think. And then that would be sleep. awesome. Just take a nap. No, what I, I could do. Videos out there. I would I could re- Dude, I have all kinds of recordings where I'm actually talking and saying things. Oh, even better. So I could throw on a recording of myself and I could put on my noise canceling headphones with like some Zen yeah. music going. <laughs> and dude, I could get a tight 20 minute nap, like very impromptu. Like, hey, girls, yeah. I'm going to be in a meeting. I say, <laughs> I say this. So here's the experiment. Yes. You do it every day 
uh, but you play the same exact video and see how long it takes your wife to realize. Wait a second. He's on the same thing yesterday. Dude, that would be... I might just have to. I'm terrible at napping, and a lot of that is I just drink too much coffee, so I'm, like, way too wide awake in the morning time, but... Mid-afternoon, I might have to try that. That's actually our old couch. I said all of that to say, last night at 10 p.m., I sat down on our new couch, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for a new couch. Like, that old one is not comfortable. Like, you spend 20 minutes on it, and you're like, this thing sucks. So I'm thankful for a comfortable couch, man. You know, it's... uh, And it looks cool in the office. The crappy thing now, too, is like the the couches that are like in that like mid-century style right. um that's in right now it's that or like cloud couches but those mid-century style couches are not comfortable mm, everyone no. i've ever no the one i own isn't that comfortable they're not the ones i've ever you know that was way too low and you like whatever. you you try yeah. to lean back and your head just goes straight back and it's like what do you why do you even exist what are you who designed yeah. that my next couch is going to look yeah. like that one though i want that brown like leather old look it's cool uh, because i think it would clean better with my dog because it right would. now i have a fabric blue couch yeah. uh it's like you a, gotta get the high back though couch. man don't don't go low back it looks cool but oh, when yeah, you yeah, sit yeah. down you like you I can't lean back unless you're a four-year-old then it's great like my daughters they love that couch because they're like this yeah. is perfect um unless you're very so short when you sit on the couch you know? yeah are you a sitter or are you a layer I like to do a, a lean, you know, I like to lean back and like an put my feet, uh, I'm an in-betweener, <laughs> an in-betweener. I like to throw my feet out, get nice, you know, get that comfort level up, get maybe some pretzels going close by um, or some type of snack. Gingerbread cookies, man. Jana made a huge batch. That's been my go-to oh, recently. So I get that. I'm an in-betweener, but I do like good snacks while I'm chilling on the couch. So Maybe a LaCroix. What's your go-to snack? Pretzels. Stick pretzels, man. Pretzels, really? That is my, like... Stick pretzels. Yeah, dude. Stick pretzels almost every day. I like them way better than, like, pretzel-shaped pretzels, unless those are soft pretzels. But, dude, I love pretzels, and stick pretzels pretzels are my go-to. But stick pretzels with gingerbread is what's up. And we made uh, our own ginger beer recently, so I take a... I basically make like a virgin Moscow mule most nights, you know, where I'm like, I'll take a lime LaCroix or really the Kirkland brand, throw some of our like really super spicy ginger beer in there and dump it in. So good, man. Get that and some pretzels, maybe gingerbread cookie going and uh, the in-between lean. I'm good to go. What about you? Do you, are you like, (laughs) are you a layer? Yeah, I'm not a, what do you do? Uh, I'd say 85%. Well, floor guy? Depends on what I'm on the couch. You just sit on the floor? 85% of the time, I'm probably laying on the couch. You're laying on the couch. Uh, Unless it's a hockey game, and then I have to sit. Then you're standard? You just stand in front of the TV and shout? Yeah, not a standard. Uh, Right. Though the way the Avs have been playing recently, half our lineup is still out. So um, we're like playing our our minor league team at this point. But yeah. they're doing okay. They're holding in there. We're not in the playoff race right now, which you know is a little frustrating. But yeah, uh, once we get everybody back, we should be back to normal. Hopefully, yeah. you know the second half of the season we 
we we get back there but uh yeah it's uh for me like yeah i'm a i'm definitely a layer on the couch that's how mm-hmm. couches should always be used i think right um even like i also you know live by myself so i don't have to share right. the couch with anybody so that's always a win except so for my Jack. dog but he's not allowed on the couch these days because he leaks <laughs> and he's not gonna ruin my couch uh snack wise though jackson in between her uh, when it comes to are you peeing or not peeing He's like always yeah, a little. Yeah. I'm He's an in between <laughs> His new thing is while well, he pees while he walks, not in the house, but like oh, no. while we're out, you know, taking a walk. Like his new thing is like, hey, I'm like, hey, buddy, you're still peeing. Like, why don't you, why don't you stop? Or <laughs> it gets everyone. He's a crotchety old man. He's like, I'm going to uh, just do both at once. I'm trying to get back to bed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he, I derailed you. Uh, where are you at on snacks? No. Like, is there a go-to? Are you, where are you at on I snacks? I change up my snacks pretty regularly. I'm not a huge yep. snacker, I don't think, in general. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've been doing, like, um, uh, shoot, why can't I think right now on the top of my head? Oh, uh, like salami me feel like, and cheese? Makes me been feel like that. you're lying about it because you couldn't think about it. You're like, I don't know. Well, I couldn't think of the word, I couldn't think of the word salami. <laughs> salami, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, pepperoni salami but and cheese yeah. but i th- mm-hmm. i think i'm coming to the end of that i did that for like mm. the last few months i get uh, it i'm yeah i think i'm done uh, mm-hmm. beef jerky's been the new thing yeah uh, beef jerky's always good but i hate yeah. beef jerky i, I love the flavor of beef jerky <laughs> but i hate buying it oh because it's expensive so expensive it is expensive it is like 15 man bucks a bag it's, it's crazy, crazy. It is. Even at Costco, where you get like the big bag for a cheaper price, it's still, it's way up there, dude. Yeah. And you can go through beef jerky so fast. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. No, I spent, I went to, I just ran into the market yesterday on the way home. Yeah. Uh, I got my dog, dog food. I got Mm -hmm. bread. I got pepperonis because I ran out of pepperonis and I eat a lot of pizza. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I got beef jerky. And I walked out of there for $107. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. Where you're like, this is just, this is barely even people food. Uh, this is mainly not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, dude. Oh, my dog, uh, my dog is brutal. a princess though. So he only eats a certain kind of food or he'll just he let it sit there for a week. And that dog's a handful. Dude, yeah. we're coming to the end. Dude, we've done 10 episodes on this. We're coming to the end. Sorry. 10 episodes. I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good because I forgot what I was going to say. So that was a good, <laughs> good jump in there. Uh, right. Yeah. So ten different episodes, ten different ac- interactions that got that Jesus had with different people. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to tie a bow on it today. Um, we're thinking, hey, what did we personally learn through this? Like, what yes. stories that impacted us, or maybe maybe impacts a, a strong word. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, hey, what's the what's the episode or the the interaction that you just kept thinking about that you couldn't shake um, that kept coming up maybe in different Mm. conversations or just, you know, as you're sitting there doing whatever. Um, So, yeah. Um, So kind of recap for everybody, you have an opportunity to go back, definitely go back and take a listen to all these episodes. Um, Next episode, we probably won't, it probably will be after Christmas. I would assume um, before it goes up, unless Andrew and I get really ambitious and try to record another one. But let's be honest. You guys know us recently. Hey, uh, we're going to try. We're going to try. Josh and I going to talk. New year. We we'll say new year. <laughs> yeah. You might get a bonus one before the new year, but we're going to try for next week. We'll see. We'll see. All right, people. We're going to try to keep it rolling. Um, we're gonna, but we're gonna we'll be, we'll be finding but, a new series when we get there. 
is part of this. Yeah. Be brand new. What it's going to be, that's a surprise. Gonna, we know. Wink, wink. It's going to blow it, your mind. We don't mind. want to tell you yet. <laughs> Uh, but we'll get there. No, so this this series, we talked through Andrew and, and uh, Simon Peter um, and Jesus calling them uh, to follow him, um, that kind of whole story. We went through Nicodemus' story yep. um, as Jesus introduced this new this new life, this new birth. Um, we talked through Mary Magdalene um, and you know with her past and the fact that um, um, Jesus, the way Jesus showed up, um, that she was one of the people at the grave, all those things. Uh, we went through uh, Zacchaeus. Uh, he was a wee little man um, that got <laughs> saw a tax collector um, and chose to dine with a tax collector uh, because Jesus came to seek and save the lost, not the righteous. Um, woman at the well, and that story of Jesus introducing himself as the Messiah to the world through a woman um, that had a checkered past. Um, sorry, we're, we're a part of a church plant right now and they're, we need chairs. Can I, can I, can I be really, let me vent for a second. Okay. I don't know if you ever had to buy a lot of chairs before, (laughs) but chairs are stupid expensive. I believe. Um, And at first you're like five bucks. That's not that bad. Well, you go five bucks times 150, 200 chairs. You're, you're dropping a Mm -hmm. lot of money. Um, and that's if you can find it for five bucks. Right. Uh, but apparently, uh, someone in our community found them on an auction site, um, and they're bidding on them right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm just nice. Thing. And they're worried that I was bidding on them because we never touched base again, and we were bidding <laughs> against each other. If you uh, were both luckily, bidding each other up, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. So that would be the worst. <laughs> but I, yeah, I had no intention of bidding on them. I just told them to do it because that seemed like a good delegation. Yeah. Uh, and I've yeah. never done an auction online, so. So, yep. Yep. Uh, so the woman at the well, um, as Jesus introduces himself as the Messiah, then we went to the rich yep. young ruler, mm-hmm. uh, where he's done all the right things. He lived this life, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not murder. Um, and yet, um, Jesus asked him to essentially, hey, stop relying on you and rely on me. You're going to sell everything and give half away. Uh, and he was like, mm, I don't think I can do that. And walked away. Uh, from Jesus, um, there is hints in Scripture. Maybe he did come back around at some point, but mm-hmm. we're not sure. Uh, we talked through Lazarus's story, where Jesus didn't really actually interact—at least not till the end with Lazarus, because well, he died. Uh, you gotta think they hung the out thing. after he raised him, though. Like he, d- yeah. Jesus yeah, obviously didn't. Before, like he didn't Jesus show up late, him. raise him from the dead, and then disappear before Lazarus came out. They got. I'm sure they hung out for a while, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. base. probably at a distance though. I would assume he probably stunk. It's like, uh, dude, go take a yeah, bath. Lazarus story of, you know, mm-hmm. God doesn't work on our timeline. Um, right. That he's more than capable. Uh, the adulterous woman story. Um, remember which adulterous woman story uh this is line in the sand this was the the line in the sand um uh, jesus draws in the dirt and uh you know and slowly condemns all the all the rulers that were going to stone her and then you know basically tells her like go and sin no more i i've forgiven you it's grace in action yeah grace is a crazy thing uh mm-hmm. the dying thief on the cross we talked through that story uh and Andrew's notes for that story was done. Uh, that's what he wrote on this. I assume he wrote it because I didn't write it. 
<laughs> and then, and yep. then finally, last week uh, we talked through Saul's story and Saul's conversion as he went from you know terrorizing Christians and trying to persecute and imprison them um, to us essentially interacting with Jesus in such a way that he did a complete 180 and was mm-hmm. now the you know missionary and apostle to the Gentile world. And, you know, we have the church today outside of um, Jerusalem because of um, Paul and the work that yep. he did and what got yep. in his life. So it's kind of all the different ones that we covered. Andrew. Yeah. I know I see you over there writing uh, profusely and taking yes. notes because you're a good yes. podcast host. Me, on the other hand, I haven't even thought about it yet. Uh, what uh, what stood out to you from those ones? What what did you take away? First of all, uh, thanks for thinking I was writing very thoughtful things. I was actually doing a random sketch as I was listening. Uh, so uh, that is what it is. Second of all, Josh, challenge to you personally as you go through the rest of your busy work week, try to use in-betweener in as many business contexts as you can. Um, to describe like, yeah, that was kind of an in-betweener or whatever. I'm going to try to do the same and let's just see what happens of it. Um, might be pretty funny. Um, and lastly, man, I've actually enjoyed this. And one reason I've enjoyed this series is because a lot of these stories like you, we've heard them taught about, we've heard them talked about. There's lots of books about them. Um, they're, they're pretty famous stories in the Bible but uh, often they're pretty thin in terms of recorded conversation between Jesus and the person we were talking about, um, which has made it like a little bit of a challenge, but also more interesting because it's like it's forced me to engage with the story from a new perspective of like, all right, like taking some creative liberty of what probably happened or what I can assume might have happened it's been it's been cool to think through from that perspective because like you know um Saul very brief interaction with with God um and then lots of evidence of interaction with how he lived his life after that point you know lots of evidence of massive change after that uh the dying thief on the cross it's like one or two lines you know super short and it's like all right how do we talk about that for a whole episode because it's worthy of it but it's uh it's kind of kind of difficult and challenging in a cool way the thing that has um stood out to me in in a new light through all of this um probably going back to like the Zacchaeus story um and and really honing in on the idea of like Jesus's ministry and direct relationship with the like untouchable people like man since doing that podcast i know we talked about it a lot of like how tax collectors were viewed um but like i'm reading a new book or a book that's like from a biblical scholar and um and it's about the topic of like um affirming versus non-affirming beliefs and how people view that and it's been really interesting but uh, he was talking about tax collectors specifically and was sharing that the context was like in Judaism uh, at the time Jesus was alive and leading up to that time in that kind of hundred years before when um, when Romans were dominating Israel, um, tax collectors were viewed as the one group that Jews said you are unredeemable. 
Like these, these are people who God would not and likely could not redeem. Um, so like that just takes the, the stories of Zacchaeus and Matthew and other tax collectors that Jesus hung out with and like deepens them to a different level in my mind that, that it was actually like, it was powerful that we can see at face value Zacchaeus, like get down from that tree. What are you doing? And by the way, I'm coming to your house to spend the day. And then without saying much, without passing judgment on Zacchaeus or saying, you know, you're oppressing my people, so I'm going to kill you or I'm going to do whatever the Jewish people thought the Messiah, their Messiah might do in that type of scenario. Jesus goes in, demonstrates like, hey, you actually have dignity because you're made in the image of the Father. Um, I can love you because of that. And, and without a lot of words, Zacchaeus immediately turns his life around, commits to making wrongs that he's done in the past right. And, and Jesus declares like today you and your house are saved, you know, and it's this powerful, honestly, like in the day, way more scandalous than I realized interaction that Jesus plays out like love. And he's like, no, no, I came for the unredeemable. I came for those who you all think are outside of God's power in some way. And that's a challenge to me, man, because there's, there are, uh, like, there are types of sin that I'm like, God, just judge this and like, let it be, let it be like, judge them, get them out of here. Like, there are a few types of sin that I think of that. Um, and, you know, to have a, a whole culture who's kind of agreed, like, man, tax collectors, as well as centurions, from what I read, um, are like the unredeemable. They're ones God wouldn't want. They're, one God, they're ones God couldn't redeem. And Jesus made very clear statements of like scandalous grace and love in action through how he treated these people and saw like immediate life change in it. Um, and that just has, that's just stuck with me and been a, <clears throat> been a challenge to me. And I think a through line of a lot of what we've talked about over these last um, 10 or so episodes uh, as we've gone through this kind of relationship series of how Jesus treated people in relationship. So yeah, man, that's my, that's my big like takeaway is like, I don't know, Jesus was pretty scandalous in who he, who he chose to pour right into. And, uh, and he didn't look at anybody and say, you're unredeemable, like far from it, man. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a huge challenge because I'm quick. I'm way too quick to think like, no, like I shouldn't hang out with them or like God wouldn't, God's not doing anything in their life or whatever those assumptions are. Like it's wrong of me to make those anytime I'm starting to make those. So, um, yeah, man, what about you? What, what's like stuck with you or, um, or been maybe drilled into your mind a little deeper as we've gone through these last 10 episodes? No, no, that's good. And, um, I'll get to mine here in a second. I just want to jump off of yours. Like, yeah, I, <clears throat> like I, I, I think the big piece of why we don't engage those people on whatever it is, whether it's, you know, the worst of sinners and that's why, or it's, um, 
we go to the religious side, but Jesus, you know, he was he was pretty hard on the religious, so maybe we are allowed to be. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think it's our comfort um, because mm-hmm. messy people mm-hmm. means mess is going to get on us. That just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder, like, from Jesus' perspective, like, sure, he's he's God and has the ability to manage those things, but he was also man and human and functioned with emotion and pu- functioned with energy levels and what he had and what yeah. he didn't have. And um, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing because at the core of it, we're still all selfish beings, right? Whether we know Jesus or not, like, our core function – 89% of the time just to be generous to ourselves uh, is self-service. Um, so there's that piece of like, yeah, to engage this person, they're going to be a lot of work. They're emotionally exhausting. Their uh, sin may get on me. Um, all these different things. I think it comes from just a place of comfort for us um, that, well, I don't want to get comfortable. I like my life as it is. I like the people that I like uh, and the people that you know aren't in that circle. That's okay. I can't connect with everybody, right? We justified it in our heads, and yet here's Jesus connecting with you know the outcast, the outsider, the the sinner, the the thief, um, mm-hmm. and. I think there's an example in that that I don't think we actually covered in the series that we should probably look at ourselves um, of, you know, who are we connecting with? Are we, are we generally trying to be Jesus to those around us? Even the ones that annoy us the most, right? Like I've been convicted recently about some people that I work with and I can't stand uh, and God saying, Hey, love them. Well, Uh, Mm. like you got to engage these, these individuals and, you know, so there's an attitude shift that changed for me over the last few weeks um, towards this people because, you know, they made me uncomfortable, not uncomfortable in the sense like they're great sinners. Who knows? I don't know them that well. We just in meetings together, but, um, but they're just their personality type just clashed with my personality type and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that conviction piece. Um, that wasn't what I was going to talk about, but as you were talking, mm-hmm. it kind of hit me. Um, for me, cool. it's, I, I think there's two pieces I, and I think these are just themes of my life in general right now. One is grace. So the adulterous woman story and the other is dependence on God. Uh, the rich young ruler story, um, are the two things that keep coming mm-hmm. up over and over and over again for me. Um, one, like <clears throat> what does grace look like? Um, you know, we're supposed to, you know, supposed to speak and act in grace and truth. Um, how do you do both things? Well, um, if they're in conflict with each other, which one do you choose? Um, I would argue because of what Jesus did on the cross, we choose grace. Um, you know, might mean people's lives get messy. It might mean that um, uh, it takes them a handful of times to get back up. But but that's the Christian faith. Like that's the beauty of what we get to do as as believers is when we screw up, we get to get back up. Like that's yep. what the gospel is. That's what Jesus went to the cross for. Um, no matter the sin, no matter the ugliness, no matter the harm, um, you know, there's a some people in my life right now where their their lives have imploded because of their own decisions, and um, it, it's easy to get to that place where uh, you think it's over. You're like, well, they've ruined it all, and there's mm-hmm. probably definitely pieces of their life that you know w- will never be the same. But the reality is, they they still get to get back up. Their story's not mm-hmm. over. Um, they they still get to pursue Jesus. He's not going anywhere. Um, still in the breathing. midst of your sin, in the midst of the ugliness, right? Like God is still there, and um, He wants you to get back up. And I think all too often, especially you know, for longtime Christians and Christians, especially the group in the church, uh, because you know we're jealous that they got to have a sinful life and we didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, that religious older brother from uh, the parable of of the yeah. um, 
um, the prodigal son. Uh, prodigal son. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't think of the word prodigal. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so there's there's that piece of like, um, we we like to we like to draw lines in the sand, and whether it's because we want to feel better than them, or we're jealous of them, or or whatever it is, there's this tendency not to function in a place of grace, um, mm-hmm. and we hide behind truth to do it. We're like, mm-hmm. this is sin. And we're like, yeah, it, it's sin, but like, I want voice in their life. And if I want voice in their life um, to help them know who God is at a deeper level and foster a deeper relationship with him and with others, like, I have to choose grace. It's the only way I get voice. Um, because yeah. if I, I choose any other route um, and I choose not to, then that whole relationship gets shut down. They're out. They don't care what I have to say. Like, I, I've lost any opportunity to influence um, that God may have given me um, because I chose to hellfire and brimstone rather than to live in the midst of the gospel and say, look at what God did for you. Like, choose choose to run back to God even though mm-hmm. you know, your sin is ugly, even though it's destructive. Um, like, this is why Jesus went to the cross. So the beauty of that. Yeah. I think the other one, you know, the rich young ruler just in general of like, how do we create dependence on our in our own lives? Um, on God. And I think a lot of that's depending on how much time you're spending with him. I think that's a big piece. Um, if you're not spending a lot of time, the reality is you're going to figure out, do it on your own. Um, and you can, you can live this life. I wouldn't say you live it fruitfully, um, in terms of kingdom, you know, um, things that matter to the kingdom, but, um, you know, how do you express love? How do you give trust to God? Um, how do you, you know, choose to invest time and choose, you know, to be vulnerable with God so we can work on the parts of your heart that uh, maybe are harder towards, you know, the change that he wants to make. Uh, but it's that dependence piece that the rich young ruler had of um, having to sell, you know, half of his wealth and, and give it back to the poor or, or to give it away. I don't, I don't remember exactly where Jesus told him to give it, but um, yeah, give it to the that poor. idea mm-hmm. of like, yeah, you're you're gonna have to create a dependence on me, and your lifestyle is drastically yep. gonna change. Yep. Um, and I think that's a big piece of this. And it, I think it's the hardest, one of the hardest lessons to learn in living this Jesus life is is this idea of of death yourself. Like it's yep. death of dreams, it's death of of pursuits, it's death of um, how you view certain things and view you know your worldview changing um, towards you know, to align closer with God um, and what he's desiring of you um, parts of your personality dying off. So love can, can, you know, fill those, those gaps in those voids. So you can, you can love God and love people better. Um, it's all that journey of walking with God that um, it's a lifelong journey. It takes us a while. I don't say it's a lifelong journey as an excuse. Like, don't, don't hear me. Right. of like, well, it's a lifelong journey. I'm never going to figure it out till I die. Yeah, sure. To some extent, but like, there should be growth. Dang it. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't, you should be sitting in that place of like, well, God's still working on me. Yeah. But if you're, you're having to learn the same lesson over and over again, I'm guessing it's, it's not working. Um, and it's this whole thing of like, <clears throat> we had this conversation as a leadership team yesterday about, um, believing certain things about how God functions and works um, and actually believing them, you know, like it's this whole thing of like, well, I understand in my head. I'm just like my, my soul, my, my belief, my heart is, isn't just, isn't there yet. And I would argue, then you don't believe it. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, intellectually, you can wrap your head around the idea, but until it affects your life, until you truly live it, you don't believe it. Don't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't say that in a, in a harsh way. I'm in the same boat in a lot of areas of my life, but um, we have to recognize where we're not believing certain things, um, genuinely letting it change our behavior and our actions yeah. and how we function with others and with God. Um, and if that's not true, then I would argue you're, you're not there yet. Keep pursuing God. Keep talking with about God. Keep choosing vulnerability around the topic. Choose to trust and, and, and follow Jesus as he leads through those places, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's hard, even if it's uncomfortable, um, because the other side is going to be a much better place for you. Um, but it's yeah. that dependence that God wants us to create on him that I think is really hard for the American church because, you know, we're rich. In, yeah. in terms, especially in terms of, of those that lived in, in these times, even with inflation uh, today, like yeah, man. we're, we're extremely wealthy. We can take care of ourselves. We don't worry. Most of us don't worry where the next meal is going to be, or if right. a roof's going to be over our head that night. Um, like we don't have to create that dependence. We, we can live this life. So it's, it's forcing ourselves to create that dependence um, and dying to ourselves. So God can see, we can see more of God in us uh, yeah. and changing our, our heart towards, towards those around us. But I think that's my big takeaways yeah man dude as you were talking i was thinking um it's it's easy like on your like it on the learning piece like it takes a long time i'm a slow learner i'm actually okay in in my like work life if it's a new skill i'm a fast learner i'm pretty high capacity at learning new things you are too um but when it comes to my spiritual life, my walk with the Lord, dude, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> it's I've learned this about myself. It's like like that I've, I've told about the year of the chicken example. And now I'm in like the season of focus and and I'm learning some different things. But I haven't forgot the lesson that God is faithful. Like that was the lesson that took me a couple years to just learn it into my bones, you know, and now my job is don't forget that. Keep pursuing God and whatever he wants to teach me now. I like but I like how you call it the year of the chicken. And it wasn't like it was multiple I know. years. But it's I still thought it was gonna be yeah, but that's part of the story is I thought it was gonna be this short thing, like, oh, six months, it yeah. all worked out, great. And it's like, no, it's two, two and a half years. Like it was not what I expected. How funny is it? Yeah. I remember having a conversation with you before the yeah. chicken became, you know, the year of the chicken. Yeah. And it was like, hey, have you ever like had a word for the year? Yeah. Uh, like, it was my first this, time ever. Like, you journeyed yeah. down that road. <laughs> How funny is it the first, your first time down that road um, is, and it's not like, and it's a super spiritual lesson, but your word isn't. <laughs> it's I know. I know. It's, and I'm a slow learner, man. It's easier to forget. It's like way better for me. And God's like, I'm going to give you this goofy word. But, but I, all Can I, I ask have you to a say, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you think in your work life, in the practical, like that realm of things, not that spiritual life isn't practical, um, that you are a quick learner, but in the spiritual, mm-hmm. it takes you longer? Probably, if I'm being real honest, because I'm entrenched in that work day in and day out. You know, it's like, it's where I put, it's where I put a lot of effort and focus of like intentional time. Um, you know, I don't necessarily work exact eight hour days, but I work close to that or more most days, you know, and it's like, it's a big piece of my life is, is my job. Um, 
And like spiritual life, I think the the lessons are harder to learn deeply um, because I think the like when you're learning a skill, how do I present better? How do I get 10% better at presenting or leading a workshop or doing whatever I'm doing? Um, those are things you can like look back at really tangibly. You can get coaching on and it's just like, oh yeah, okay, do this, try this, don't do that, don't do that, whatever. Like there's little simple tactics to adjust things. When it's um, when it's like, hey, you need to know that God is faithful. You can see God's faithful to all of Israel. You could see God's faithful and all of his promises through the whole Bible. Believe that God is faithful. It's like, yes, my head believes that, like God's faithful. But for me, it took a couple years of this whole set of experiences to learn like, no, no, God was faithful. God is faithful. And that actually means right into my direct life. And I know it in my heart now, God is faithful, you know? And um, so I think I'm just a slow learner because for me, it's not this like controlled thing that I can set the next meeting to get practice in, right? Or or give myself the next opportunity to practice doing something better. And it's more like circumstances of my life. I, I can't control a lot of that. And I can't control the moments where God's like, all right, I'm going to use my Holy Spirit and take that lesson deeper in your heart. You know, so part of it is just like it's on God's time scale. The other part is it's it's harder to necessarily put yourself in the place to get a repetition at it. It's more like God controls the circumstances around us more than than we do. But I the, the whole thing that got me on that was like you were talking about grace and um and talking about like generosity and all these things that you can pull out of stories like the rich young ruler like the woman at the well um like lazarus nicodemus all of it saul paul you know um grace is like it's so much easier to view god's grace as a punch card than it is to like live it out in your personal life in my personal life it's a lot easier to be like, crap, I, I sinned again. I did that thing I didn't want to do that I've already repented or I've already like asked for forgiveness on. I'll ask for forgiveness again. You know, good thing like that punch card, you can just keep adding punches to essentially. Um, it's a lot easier to have that kind of view of forgiveness and grace in in today's like Christian life than it is to be like, no, when someone wrongs me, I need to be quick to give grace in that very personal situation, you know? And for me, like the biggest challenge around grace is like the pray for your enemies piece where there's, there's been some stuff in my life that I'm, I'm not ready to like put in a podcast yet. And Josh, you know about it, but um, you know, there's been some hard experiences in my life where I've been quick to be on the seat in my mind of like, man, I hope this all breaks down around you. I hope the chickens come home to roost. <laughs> like like that type of situation where it's like, I hope everybody sees what I see. And uh, dude, that's not grace at all. And that's not what God tells us to do. He's like, no, pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Not that I'm persecuted, but when I'm feeling those thoughts, when I'm starting to have those thoughts yeah. about a person, my my actual response, the Bible tells me, is pray for them 
and not in some weird like roundabout way of God, I hope your justice comes. No, pray for yeah. them that God would would intervene, that his grace would be made known in their life, that God would do powerful things through them in spite of brokenness. And in, and in that same way, maybe I can grow actual love for that person in my mind and heart. So I don't know, man, like I'm, I, I don't think I'm done on the learning journey of God is faithful. I think that's always going to go deeper. Like I think any of these lessons, we can always learn them a little bit more into our bones and into our heart than, um, than maybe when we go through one, one season, but they're not easy things to learn. They're like, you can, you can read through the prodigal son or the woman at the well a hundred times and, and get something new every single time. Cause God is realistically shaping and molding us a little differently each time we read it. So sorry, man, I went on a long tangent and I know we're no, close great. to the end, but yeah, that's, great. that's where I'm at. And I think I'd just add to it. Like I was thinking about that same question that I asked you for myself of like, why does it take longer for these things? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's getting to the root of who you are, right? Like, mm. um, like who you are currently and who God wants you to be. And I think there's that conflict between the two. Because, like, you think, like, work-related things and digging into that stuff. That stuff's easy. Like, yeah. in all reality, it doesn't take much sacrifice to make those changes. Right. And myself, like, it's behavior that's I generally don't really care about. Um, so I, I just do it. Um, where, like the work that God's doing is it's at such a deep level in you that, yeah, there's parts of yourself that have to die and you have to grieve those things. Um, so you can, you can experience this new life in, in a different way. And I think that's, that's the difficulty of it all and, and why it takes us longer. Um, that, and we're just stubborn, selfish people. Like there's that piece of play as well um, of like, yeah, I like my life as it is right now. I'm comfortable. Why would I want to change everything and do more? That mm-hmm. seems stupid. Um, there's that, you know, that, that tension at play as well, but no, that's yeah. good. And uh, I'll end you, I'll end with this question, Andrew, and we'll, we'll wrap it mm. up. Uh, yeah. What's your, as you look at life right now and the prospect yeah. of what's next in any area of your life, family, work, life yeah. in general, What's the emotion you're feeling? Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if it's a it's an emotion, but uh, I think a month ago I would have not said this, but I'm feeling like really optimistic. I'm feeling um, I don't know, like like I see a lot of brightness ahead in the future, and I think I see some ways that God is already providing. Um, for our family and not like in the money sense or job sense, like in the, like, man, we really needed a new outlet to, to build deep community in. And I think I see where that's going to be. And I'm feeling really optimistic and like, um, the decision's not yet made, but I'm feeling like, uh, super hopeful. That's a good emotion. That's the one I'm thinking of optimistic. I'm feeling hopeful, man. So, um, yeah, dude, it's a it's a good Christmas season, and I think hope is something I'm feeling at a pretty deep level these days. What about you? Yeah. Uh, if you asked me yesterday, yeah, I don't know what I I don't know if I would be able to pinpoint it all, um, but I don't know. I I spent time praying and dreaming and and all those things last night, and and something shifted. Like I I think it was. Uh, I think my old emotion was like, I don't even know how to say the emotion. It was like 
keep your head down just get the job done like keep driving through it turn on the grit and just push um and not in every area of my life but in the important areas like that was it it was just get through it like do do the things you have to do even though you're not excited about it even though there isn't you know uh, not that I wasn't hopeful. Like I, I do believe God is at work. So, and there was cool things that happened in that season. It was just like, it was just grit season of like, there's a lot going on, just push through it. And I think last night, the thing that shifted is like, there's an excitement of like, look at, I just even like Hill city, you know, our church plant. Uh, if you're in the Colorado Springs area, Hill city dot church. Um, but like, like what we in our short period of time, we've only had two services at this point. We have community groups running, um, but like people coming to know Jesus, um, you know, hard, hard things going on in people's lives. And we get to be that place where hope lives. And for whatever reason, God chose to use us in these areas. Like that's exciting of, we get to introduce people that have little to no experience with church um, to, to this, this Jesus guy. Um, and the, the potential of change that can happen in that place and hope to be instilled. Like that gets me excited. Um, you know, my first message I preached for Hill city, it, like it was fine. Um, but it, I think it lacked that piece. It lacked emotion. Mm. It was extremely, um, not heady. Cause I should say it was heady as heady as I get. Um, yeah. I'm not a heady yeah. guy. Um, I live in, I live in the emotion, especially when I'm preaching, but, um, like it didn't, it didn't hit that. I just wasn't excited for it. And as I was prepping last night and, and praying, like I'm excited, uh, that's the season we're in. Like we get to share the hope of the world with those we come in contact with and we get to play a part in this. And, um, that's exciting. It's exciting to see what, what God's doing. Um, you know, even with work stuff, like it's, it's just an exciting season of, of what could be and what could be next. And, uh, yeah. we get to dig in and help, you know, those around us. Like that's just, it's an exciting journey of, of where we get to sit right now. And I'm looking, looking forward to what God is about to do, uh, because of what God has already done when my attitude was just grit and now it's excitement and let's see what, let's see what God will do in the midst of that. Um, but that's kind I love of it, man. right now. <clears throat> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Dude, I just have to get my buddy yeah. to move back out here and be a part of Hill City. But I know. We'll see what happens. I'm 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 angling for a trip to Colorado and uh slightly fearful God will say that, but you know what? It's gonna <laughs> whatever's gonna come is gonna come. But my friend, I gotta bounce, but thanks for thanks for doing this. It's been awesome. For sure. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.